The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. Today we're going to be talking about pricing. Yes, so in the last episode we talked about uh, tables. Uh, inevitably, as you start making ceramic artwork, you're going to hit a wall where you go, I have too much stuff and grandma doesn't want any more of it, which is a hard world to accept because <laughs> Gram Gram wants everything, yeah. right? But at the same time, you're going to have to start selling your stuff sooner or later. Um, you will have a sector where you start getting better and better with the amount of people that support you. And the way you get people to support you is by getting your stuff out there. And you, you know, it's a, it's a secular type of thing. So, but Secular this, or circular? Circular, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did I say it secular? Is, it is a religious it's, without religion. This is a whole religion. <laughs> <laughs> Worship the clay lords. No, sorry. And, uh, no, they don't like to be worshipped at all. <laughs> uh, and we're we're talking about pricing today because as you go into a table, you are going to have to price your stuff. I feel like, and I talked about Lindsay, uh, talked about this with Lindsay beforehand. She has a much more algorithmic way of pricing her stuff. She probably thinks it through a lot more. As for, I'm very intuitive, so I would love to hear from you about like what what was your starting price, and then how did you slowly raise those prices? Like, what was your first table, and what were the starting prices, and why? Okay, so I think the first pieces I sold my work for, not even actually at a table, but just to like family members or like friends of family members who actually wanted to like pay for things and not just get them for free, was like $12. Yeah. Like this was after I had graduated from college when I was just getting back into wheel throwing and I didn't feel super confident about my work and I was kind of like looking around and seeing what other people like at the community college, what they were pricing their work for when they sold it. And so I started out at, at $12. I think the first time I sold at a convention, my mugs were between like, I think, I think it was like between maybe 17 and like 25 or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I think the most expensive mug that I had was was 25. Um, again, it's it's been since, it's been like six years since I sold by, at my first table. So it's, it's been a while. Um, I guess the next big step in how I priced my work was when I started selling at Fanime because Fanime was actually the first anime convention I ever sold at. With Fanime, that was that felt like a pretty big jump from the smaller events that I had gone to. Um, I went to like a Maker's Mart type event right. and then I went to Sinister Creature Con, both of which were relatively small in, in the Sacramento area. When I went to Fanime, originally I was pricing my art at I think still around like the between like the 15 and $25 range. And it was really neat actually, because I I tabled next to an artist that I had been like following oh. and whose work I had like purchased before. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, we're booth neighbors. <laughs> yeah. So I fangirled a little bit, but she was super nice. And I, I asked her, I was like, hey, you know, this is my first time selling at a convention. Would you mind if I got your opinion about my prices? Because it's because pricing is so difficult, I feel like one of the biggest tools that you can have is asking other people. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I asked her and she was like, whoa, your prices are way too low. You need to bump those up by at least $5 Everyone each. will say that. Yeah, so it's, so the, that first uh, experience with selling at Fanaman, and having somebody who, who, another artist whose work I really respected, being like, you know, even though she, she didn't, work in the same medium as me, but she was like, your prices are too low, raise them by $5. So I did, right. and things still sold. I actually sold out by, I think, yes. like, like early on Sunday that year. There's also this weird dynamic that if you underprice things as for what people normally, like, the hive mind thinks they should be worth, people think mm -hmm. there's something wrong with it. 
People are like, why is this $10? I would pay $24. What's wrong with it? Yes. You know? Yeah, that's a whole, that's all like a whole other dynamic that goes into it. Yeah. So it's like, so after, after that big jump in how I priced my work, I've slowly been raising them. And there's now there's a few, there's like kind of a, a not like a hard written formula for what I do, yeah. but there, I have like steps that I take if I've like designed a new item and I'm like, okay, how do I, yes. how do I design it? Yes. The very first thing that I do is I see if I can find something similar to it on Etsy and I'll try and find like, for instance, if, um, if a cup that looks like it has a similar amount of like detail, like maybe it took around the same amount of time. Right. If I see it on Etsy being sold for, um, you know, $20 at the lowest point yeah. and $40 at the highest point, I will kind of aim for something in the middle. Right. And then I'll go a little bit more expensive because what I tend to do is I go, okay, like, like that, like about somewhere in the middle sounds like, okay, that's going to be acceptable to the market. Like customers are going to go, okay, like that's a reasonable price, right. you know, for an item. The reason I do that extra little bump, like between like, okay, so if it was between like what, 20 and 40, I'll sell it for like 35 because it's just, it's not quite at that highest point. And I feel maybe, maybe I feel like a little bit uncomfortable with the point that I'm selling it at because I know that I tend to underprice my work. So yeah. I bump it up to compensate for that feeling. So if, if I feel, if I've priced an item and to me, I go, oh, it's just a little bit expensive, then that's probably a good point for me. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. When, when I first opened my website, my, my mugs were like, so my shipping all across the US, mm -hmm. because I have flat rate shipping box of the USPS, is like $12 and something cents. Like if you live in New York and I'm in California, it's gonna be 12 something for me to ship my mug all the way to you, no matter where you are. This is good for people who live more than two states over from me. They're not paying 40 bucks, 30 bucks for shipping, right? But this is, you know, it's it's a little bit more of a hassle from down, usually I just drive it to them, but <laughs> if they live near me. But um, it's, it's I feel the same way where I will purposely, like the, when I first opened my website, my cups were like maybe 41, mm -hmm. 40, maybe $39 mm -hmm. per mug. Plus shipping. Yeah. I've made it a hard standing rule now that unless the mug is fantastic, like fantastic, my mugs plus shipping do not go over $55. Mm -hmm. So the mugs that I just put on the website uh, this morning, like they're priced at like 38, 39 bucks and then plus 12 something shipping. Yeah. So they don't go over, like I don't want, I just don't want that. Yeah. It's, you know, and so I, I feel the same way you do in that like, if I feel like it's a little bit too expensive. Bar, like, bar, I'm the master of my own prices, so I can yeah. lower them. Yeah, And, like, you know, it's like when you're throwing a pot and you're like, am I going too deep into the well? That's your sign. <laughs> when you have that feeling in your stomach that you went too deep, you went too deep. <laughs> uh, yeah, except I feel like, I almost feel like in this situation, though, a little bit of discomfort is actually a good thing. Yeah, it, it could be a space for growth. So, okay, so another thing that I will do after I've gone through the, the process of, like, looking at prices on Etsy is I will ask a number of different people. Yes. Within that group of people that I ask, I will ask people who are in my field, like I'll ask you. Yeah. You know, I'll ask other ceramic artists. I will also ask, uh, like, friends who also go to anime conventions or, yeah. or even, like, you know, even, like, my mom sometimes or, like, family members, people who aren't really connected with my world. Right. Just to kind of get an outside opinion. I do that, too, a bit. Yeah. I, I do that with... Um... You know, you know John, John the Potter? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he's, he has, like, a business degree. 
So mm. any anytime I have like a complicated question and he doesn't answer me all the time, but I know it's because he's super busy. He's just like way better at business than I am. As for I'm very intuitive. Mm. As for I'm like this didn't feel right, so I'm not gonna do it anymore. Yeah. You know. Um, but like it's good to have those people in your line of work. Yes. People that are not only above you in certain fields, but also have the experiences to a certain degree to where you can kind of go like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Someone. Someone who who's asking who knows the field because it's like like for instance i have i have people that like family members that i'll ask and they'll i'll tell them my prices and they'll go whoa that's like way too expensive right then it's kind of like like when you're asking people ultimately it's you're still going to be the one to decide and it's nice to get a variety of opinions but like no one person's uh advice is going to be like the, the only right way to go. Yeah. It's nice yeah. having like a variety, but yeah, but absolutely having people who, who know what they're doing, who are experienced and are in the same field. Yeah. Especially cause like I, you know, I, I have a, um, I feel so weird saying this. I never thought I'd get into a point in my life where I'd say this, but like I have, I have a tax guy. Yeah. So, yeah. My tax guy is like any donations that you make, you need to save the receipt. He was so mad at me for the first like year that I had him. Cause he'd be like, okay, I know you're an artist. I know you make donations. How many donations did you get? How much were they worth? Where's the paperwork? And I'd be like, oh, I didn't save it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why? I'm like, well, the point of donations is to give freely and of, of good, of good, of goodwill and good peace towards, towards earth. <laughs> and he's like, no, stupid. <laughs> it's for money. Oh my you God. get the receipts back and artists subjectively price. So you can price it whatever you want based on your own value because you crap, you could get so many tax breaks. <laughs> but I, I like, I don't, I just don't think that way. You know, yeah. I'm not giving, I'm not giving uh, art away to like get more money off than what was worth to give away. Yeah. 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 But like, I'm still happy. I have the guy in that field. Because then he can be like, this is the way people use it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, So what was like your first, what was your first up-raise in, like, you said, you said your stuff started at like 12, friends yeah. and family. Yeah. When did you jump up and wh- like, what was the point? Because I feel like for me, when I looked at stuff on Etsy and YouTube mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, my, I'm very realistic myself. I was like, my, like, I know my stuff isn't as good as Shins. <laughs> Shins work on YouTube. Right, he's a yeah. he's like a master. He only uses porcelain. Right? Yeah. When he throws, there's no wiggles in it. You know, yeah. he he makes barely any corrections. I know my stuff cannot go as high as his can. Right, just because I'm realistic enough to go, my work isn't as good as him. He has more experience than me. But every now and then I come across a pot on Etsy that I'm like, man, you just glaze that white and you're trying to sell it for like seventy bucks. That's just a clear glaze over a cup. And I know art's subjective, but like, it's. To some degree, what you're paying for is more than just the experience and the skill of somebody. Like Absolutely. it's it's kind of like Absolutely. Yeah, because like just because something is 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 simple doesn't mean that it's like not worth as much. Yeah. You know? I, I do seem to go the other way though, because like if I'm if I make a and this might just be me, but when I make a cup, I make a and not a mug. Yeah. A cup. Yeah. And when I make a cup, I price it probably like 10 bucks less than I would a mug. And usually it comes in a set. So I sell two cups at a time. Yeah. Usually they're duplicates, but that's because the work that it went into attaching the handle and the drying process of the handle to the mug is yeah. so much less work that I basically threw a cup and trimmed it and called it a day. Hmm. Some people don't even trim their stuff. Some people just like throw it and call it and let it dry. And that's it. Yeah. And that's probably one of the easiest. It's a cylinder. You throw a cylinder and you, you cut it off, which is really easy. So that's why I price that stuff lower than a mug would. Yeah. Because I'm usually doing extra work for the mug. 
And, yeah. But that's just a small part of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, 20% of it, maybe. I think, so I, when I try and figure out the difference in price between, like, a cup, like a cylinder, and, like, a mug, right. and then something else, like, I, like, I kind of add, like, a, like, basically f- around $5 for every extra step. Yeah, that's so, agreeable. Yeah. So now, oh, and actually, and one other thing, too, that I found out, because I was always kind of like, like, why, why, like, what are some of the psychological reasons behind pricing things certain ways? And I found, I found some research, again, if I, if I can find it, I'll post it. Do you um, have it in blue? Oh, God. Is it in blue? <laughs> yes. It, pretty much. It'll sell if it's in blue, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. But it'll, it, one of the things that I found out is that actually having, um, having things priced uh, with an odd number at the end is actually makes people more likely to buy it. So I used to like recently. Um, is that I, the ninety nine thing? Like the, it's three ninety nine. It's yes, it's that, but it's also like um, I used to sell my work for like what is it like twenty eight dollars, then thirty eight dollars, and then up from there. But it's better to like what I how I price them now. Now this isn't even considering shipping. Right. But I price them at twenty seven and then thirty seven. I see. Yeah. So that's a little bit of it. But in terms of like those extra steps of like adding, adding a handle. So I, I basically in my mind, I think, okay, like my teacups that I make for the most part, I just make them, uh, with iron oxide to highlight whatever the design is and then a full dip in clear. So that's like, okay, that's 27 for my mugs. A lot of the times I will do like iron oxide on the design, then I'll put a wax resist and then I'll dip it in a different thing. So you wax so, it over the iron? I wa- Yeah, I wax it over the iron oxide and then I'll dip it full in another color. Okay. And then also yeah, added, adding the handle. Right. So to me, it's like extra $5 for the time to... to uh, For the design. For the, for the design. Right. And then another like five basically for... The handle. For the handle, yeah. I see. So it's like upped by like $10 each time. So here's what I think people are looking for when they... Here's, here's what I think the more logical, complicated brain is looking for, mm. right? What most people want to hear is they want to hear how much did the clay cost and you're dividing that bag of clay of 25 pounds of clay into how many things you can make. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? So it's like it's a, the cost of materials yes. plus time right. and then and then opening at a certain percentage. And then they're giving a price to their experience and their time it takes to make it, right? And then they're giving a price to the amount of cost of equipment over time. And then mm-hmm. they're giving a price to the amount of electricity they use and glaze materials, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And that comes out as a base price. And then yeah. they have to, of course, they have to add a certain percentage of, of stuff onto that, of money mm-hmm. onto that, so that they can profit from it and put that back into said system in which make them better and better and better. I think yeah. that's what, when people ask me this question, they're looking for that. They're looking for like, okay, well, I can make 10 pieces out of a bag of clay and divided by 25, here's the cost of this specific clay body. <sighs> so that's like $4 for that making that. And the time to trim it, I add $2 on. And then the handle, I add $5. And then the cost of materials, you know, I think that's what they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Most actually. of us don't. I can't speak for everybody, but okay. like one of the things, one of the reasons that I've had trouble with the uh, formula of like cost of materials right. plus such, plus such and such, is that first of all, if I'm ordering, like for instance, when I order glaze materials, I'm ordering... 15 different raw materials that I mix into seven different glazes of of which two I have to make more often. So, and, and then I also think, okay, like what is the cost 
for one dip of a mug. Right. And it's like, how do you calculate that? Yeah, like, unless you... I had like a scale and like measured it before and after. And then you have to know how, like if you made four gallons of glaze in a five gallon bucket for space, of course, mm -hmm. then like you'd have to be like, okay, well, how, how much glaze do I have left after one dip? Yes. And how do I divide that among four gallons? Yes. Yeah. And so it's just the, the, the pure math of it can be difficult. Like how you actually figure out all of those different layers of right. the cost of materials. Like if you're just looking at the bag of clay, that's one thing. Right. But all the other things that go into it, it's it's can be harder to calculate. And like if you're thinking, okay, how much how much does one uh, kiln load cost oh, to I run? Love, I love the kiln. Hold on, I'm not I'm not sponsored by Sky. Okay. But I love the Kiln Master with the touchscreens. Oh, this is so pretty. Right, because after you're done firing them with the touchscreens, plenty of people who have this will tell you this, it it tells you how much money you spent on electricity per firing. Mm -hmm. So my bisque load is like $10, $12, because I do a long one. Mm -hmm. But my glaze load is like 6 bucks. <laughs> so for any of you that have naysaying spouses or parents or anything like that, aside from the cost of the kiln and the hookup, like, they're like, oh my gosh, $50 every time you fire it. Not really. It's like, yeah. it's like leaving your dryer on for a long time, kind of. Yeah. Like, they both run on elements. It's just the only difference is their oatmeal brick in there to kind of keep the heat in. So, you were saying that uh, the, like, a lot of people are looking for a formulaic, uh, Yeah, they like, want concrete. Yeah. They want, like, they, they, re they really want numbers. Yeah. You know, but I don't. You, I mean, you kind of, but not, like, I don't even. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm more so, like, my, my primary guide, I guess I should say, for how I price my work is, like, market expectations. Agreed. Yeah, because it's like, you, you, ha you can see both on Etsy and by other professional artists, like, the mug that I bought from uh, Mike Sinelli right. was, like, $65. Yes. And so you can kind of expect, like... There's already a setup and an expectation for how much a mug will be worth. Right. And that can, I think that can help. Like knowing that there is such a wide variety. I mean, like I, I've seen mugs priced for, you know, I mean, they're basically functional sculptures and they sell for hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, so. Yeah. That, yeah. They're, they, no, you're right. They are functional sculptures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no, I've, I've definitely seen pots. Um, Etsy seems to kind of be the place. The, especially with the brand name. Um, I, I thought about going for Etsy for a second. Oh, yeah. Just because it carries such a name with it. It does, you know, when, it does. When people say, like, do you sell your work? People don't ask, like, where do you sell your work? They ask, do you do have, you an, have Etsy? an Etsy? Right, yeah. that's what they're asking. Yeah. Right? Um, Maybe that should be, should that be a separate episode? Like, talking about how we decided to... I don't know, because I... I, I you, you know I'd be hating things for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like I hate Etsy. I just, I just, I don't... For some reason, I, I see a lot of art... Um, of, of, I see a lot of art on there that is priced to like 70, 80 bucks a mug that I'm like, I, I know that's just shipping. Like it's nah. free shipping and I'm highly aware the mug is probably like 50 bucks and you have to pay out a certain amount to make it worth, to make it worth yeah, it. Yeah. That's I actually feel so bad. Yeah. I mean, that's actually, that's what I do for my mugs because Etsy, Etsy did recently have a big push where they're like, Hey, we're really encouraging people to have free shipping. Here's how you price it right. to make up for it. It looks better. Yeah. 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 To have free shipping. Yeah. Which is why like. If you buy one of my pieces at a convention, like a mug is going to be $37. Oh, easy. Yeah. Because I don't have to package it and ship it to you and right. charge shipping. Right. And so the shipping fees that I charge now are why my mugs are what, like 
$49 because it's about $12 to ship it for yeah. on the USPS flat rate. Because I'm paying box. the close person. Yeah. Like, I'm paying for a service to get it to you. Yes. Which is why the mug... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I go more the route of I have a base price and then I tell you how much shipping is. Yeah. But I do understand as far as the mentality of the customer goes, what they want to see is free shipping and then they will pay based on the popularity of your name. You know, so like, oh, I want Dante's work. I don't really care about the price. I have 20 extra bucks. It's 57 instead of 37. I could pay for it. It says free shipping. But what really is happening, it's 20 bucks shipping and the mug's 37. Yeah. That's yeah, what's yeah. really going on behind the scenes. And Etsy seems to be like, infamous for that and i feel bad and i don't blame the artists i don't well why why do you consider that a bad thing i don't i just feel like i'm being baited i feel like i'm being click baited you know what i mean like i feel like it's i feel like it's a it's a tiny 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 bit dishonest like andrew i actually feel the opposite because like okay so part of the reason that i i actually like setting up the free shipping the way or advertising it as free shipping and then just upping the price is because I I always got so frustrated when it's like I would see something it's like oh sweet it's it's $37 great like that's within my price range and then when I'm looking at the thing yeah. I don't think about oh yeah and then there's going to be a shipping fee so by the time I get I'm like almost ready to to click check out and buy this right. item I go oh wait like my total is right. 49 because there's $12 shipping so I I like knowing what the price is going to be right up front so how how did you first figure out what your pricing was is gonna be uh, I, I'm I'm on the side of like I'm not that great you know what I mean mm. like when I make work I'm like I can make better like I can make better with enough effort and time and and if I if I got good so, well, so like, but I mean I feel like we're we're always eternally in that phase of going like oh I can be better and yes of course like you can always keep growing but yes especially as an artist you're very like I, I don't know I'm sure people will, will tell us in the comments below but it's it's very like this isn't my best work. And I feel like if I put it on my website, I have to put my best work up there all the time. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, I'm pressuring myself. So when I first started, my stuff was like five, ten dollars for like the, the heaviest, cringiest mugs I could ever remember. And uh, were the, was that like at conventions or was that like before you started selling at conventions? That was like my first fanime. Oh my God. Five dollars? Oh yeah. Five, five dollars. Cause I was like, my art is crap compared to other people's art and I'm aware of it. Like wow. I'm, I'm very real about my own. I was like, people on Etsy have better stuff than me. I cannot sell it until I get better, but I'm also not a specialized person. Like I'm not making bowls all day long and only selling bowls. But, um, yeah, after my first convention, I was like, oh, people seem to really like my work. So I came back the next year. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now they're $10 to $15 because I'm receiving such such good feedback from them. And $15 was where my bowl stayed for like a long time. Mm, Maybe two okay. years ago, I raised the price to 20 Okay. But what, what made you decide to raise the price? I just got better at my craft. I started signing my stuff better. I started using wax resist on my bottoms. Mm. I started making my own glazes. And the money that I got from people buying said stuff would go into buying books and researching and talking to other potters and whatnot about said glazes and really putting in the work to make my own glazes. I learned thickness, you know, before, before I knew specific gravity, I, I talked about thickness. Yeah. Um, glazes that make certain colors, but the only way I, I realized these things is by researching. And the only reason I got to research is because I got money. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So you started out super, I saw, oh God, super it hurts low. me. It hurts me to think that you were selling your work for five and $10, but oh, I mean, I guess we, we do all start somewhere. Yeah. So with little avatar symbols on and whatnot. Yeah. I think the, I think the last fanime I went to, I was selling my tumblers for $25 with avatar symbols on them. Yeah. yeah. And that was like the highest my tumblers have ever gotten. Yeah. And probably when I probably put them on the website, I start making porcelain tumblers soon. I put them on the website. 
they might be like 30 bucks plus shipping. Yeah. And that's total going to be like maximum 45. And that's if they're really nice with shipping included and all that. Yeah. 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 And that's just, that's just my mentality, but I slowly started increasing my prices the, the better I got at my work. Okay. So your primary guiding principle was, was like quality. So you had like your base, you had your base amount. And then when you were raising your prices, it tended, sounds like it tended to be within like the five to $10 range. And it was primarily based on how, how much better you feel like you'd gotten. Yes. Yeah. And I also kind of do the thing you do where I'm like this, this cup, this set of cups really, because I saw myself in sets. Um, this, the set of cups is like mm, 30, 35 bucks plus shipping. Okay. They don't have handles on them, but if they did and it was a singular item, I'm going to add $5 to the individual price of that item and then sell it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're taking into account the amount of time that it right. takes. Yeah. The amount of time and how many time and how many items. You know, it's that's just kind of what I do. Yeah. I do realize to a certain extent as my boss pointed out earlier, he's a fantastic businessman. He he was a he was like he was like, "Look, Dante. You don't you don't need you don't need 10 people to buy your mugs for $30." What you need is five people to buy your mugs for $60. Huh? You don't yes. have to reach out to that many. And I was like, oh, this sounds super cringy, bro. Uh, this sounds like I'm baiting people. He's like, but you know I'm right. He goes, when I sell a steak, it sells it for $15. He goes, I don't need to sell it for $7 and have it be low quality. I need it to be higher quality and then have less people. Yes. This way I can turn over more tables and still make the same amount of money. And as long as you continue to grow, your name will grow with it and the prices can go up with your name. Not based on your quality of work, but of your popularity. And I was like, uh, no, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well not, that sounds crazy. Well, okay. So I'll I'll push back a little bit to push. some degree. Push. I'll push. Because, push. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So, okay. I think to some degree it makes sense to keep in mind that idea of pricing your work at a certain point so that it's it's worth your time because like yes. like one of the things that I started doing and trying to figure out like okay what kinds of mugs do I want to make like for one sack anime I made a bunch of really tiny like kind of like sake glasses sake cup I remember those yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because I thought okay like I want to have a pr- have an item that's at a low enough price point that it's 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 more about more people getting my work yes. than it is about fewer numbers of people getting like higher priced items. I have that mentality as well. Yeah. What was interesting about that actually is that hardly any of them sold. That's insane to me. Yeah. Cause it will, cause I think it's like, it's not big maths guys. It's quick maths. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, but it's, it just shows that like to some degree it's like when you're, this goes a little bit more into like overall how you want to run your business. Right. But like for me, because I'm not making work at a production level, like each of my, like I trim all of my pieces. There's a lot, there's a lot of time that goes into each individual mug. Of course. So my business model is more about like, what is it? Like, what is it? My, my mom called it uh, chasing pigs versus chasing an elephant. That's fair. Yeah. And both are valid ways of hunting, yeah, but it's yes. like whatever, what, what more you're into. And so it's like yeah. for me, or at least the way that I want to run my business, I don't want to make butter dishes. I don't want to make soap trays because yes, that's yeah. just like, yes, they're lower priced items, but A, it's not what I'm interested in making. And B, I have to have a lot more people that I'm reaching yeah. to be able to make it worth my while. Like Agreed. I have to convince, you know what, if I'm selling a butter dish for like $5, I have to convince 
five people to spend money on my work on butter at, dishes on butter dishes as opposed yeah. to one person buying a $25 mug agreed so it's it's a little bit of I feel like that same dynamic that your boss was talking about yes it's kind of that similar thing where it's like but but I also feel like you got to make if you're gonna sell your work for $60 yes. make it a $60 mug I feel I want to go back to what you said about both being valid because I absolutely agree with it Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to make it sound like the way someone runs their business if it works is not valid because I don't go about it that way. Oh yeah. I yeah, absolutely yeah. don't want to have people think that way because in my experience people will come to me and be like, "Well, that's not the way my teacher and not even in business, just mm-hmm. in techniques and pottery." People come to me and be like, "Well, my teacher didn't teach me that. That's not the way he taught me." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Okay. Well, you saw me do it on YouTube the way I do it." And then you saw your teacher do it the way you do it. Did they both work? If the answer is yes, then do it however you want to do it. Yeah. Like, I don't care, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. And so I don't want people to take this as me being that guy who's like, do it my way. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're not a real artist. Oh, it's, God, yeah. It's very like, you do it however you want to do it. These are just my preferred ways of thinking and why. Yes. At least in my mind, I'm more worried about getting my art out there and helping the art community and making an art community than I am about how much money I make off of my art. Yes. One has come with the other, but clearly, like, I'm highly aware that I could easily sell my mugs for probably 0.5 times more than I sell. So if I have a $30 mug, I can make it 45 and people pay for it. Yeah. Right? But I just don't, I don't want to represent myself that way. Yeah. That's just not what I'm into. So yeah. I just don't do it that yeah. way. It's, you know. But being, but and I, and I don't, I don't think you're saying, like, what I'm about to say. But it's not like being aware of marketing techniques is inherently cringy. Of course. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. It's, you should be aware of it. Like, I'm highly aware that people like the color blue. Yeah. I'm highly aware of it. It's the most commonly liked color in the world. That being said, whenever I make a couple mugs, my brain goes, Dante, you gotta make five in blue. <laughs> you gotta make at least yeah. five of them blue. You have a, you have a, you have five different glaze recipes you can make right now and underneath an hour. Just make a couple blue ones. Yeah. You know, and that's just my brain going like, well, I'll sell more if I make them in blue. That being said, most of my stuff is a bunch of other colors. Like, yeah. I'm not making every single item in blue <laughs> and, high, and high purple. You know, it's yeah. I'm not. Yeah. And that's just because, you know, the difference in between making a couple of them in blue because I know they sell well and making every mug I have in blue <laughs> is the difference for me in, like, being, being uh, compassionate to the business side of myself and then just, like, I don't want to use the word selling out, but the word, like, clearly I'm hitting this for money and not... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, clearly, I'm just making them blue because they sell better. Yeah. Versus making them the color that I want to make them because I like my own artwork. Yeah. But I think also, like, making something just because you want to make money at it isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. As, as long as you also have, like, like quote-unquote, some soul behind it. And I know that's not very specific. It's not. But it's like, <laughs> it's yeah. Not I, weird. I feel like I, I always tend to be the contrarian in terms of, like, no, 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 the business side is fine to talk about because yes. my background and like, because I studied art at UC Santa Cruz and there was hardly any discussion of the business side of like, and again, not to, not to trash on the UC Santa Cruz program because yeah. I learned so much through that program. Yes. But, um, I feel like the, because I came at ceramics from a quote unquote art world background, yes. the people that were around me had an inherent distaste for talking about business business and yeah, and do. the idea that pursuing money and pursuing like yeah pursuing money pursuing things that will sell yes. as being inherently like less valued than art that is pursued yeah. just for the soul of it there's definitely a distaste for people who like get into art for money versus yeah. being an artist and doing it 
for money on the side. Yeah, and it's like, why? Like, why is that... I don't... I, <sighs> I'll fully admit I have a little bit of that, but I don't want to devalidate anybody's way of doing art because that would be a disservice to the art community. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, my, my thing is like... Like, literally every other career is like you like yes you do it because you're interested in it yeah. but it's not like lawyers are being lawyers on the side right like yeah exactly you yeah. know it's like you have to you have to do it you have like it, yeah. if you're going to do it full-time you have to have a way of making money at it and again there's a thousand different ways to do it and whatever however you can however you can make that work for you yeah. like go for it look if you want to get your only fans on <laughs> get your only fans on oh, all right but at least like being in front of the camera yeah. At least. Yeah. And I feel like you probably wouldn't have an OnlyFans if you didn't like being in front if of the camera. I, listen, listen to me. <laughs> if I had an OnlyFans, y'all would be done. Y'all be done. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I, I am thick. It. I'm wearing a, a sweatshirt right now because I'm self-conscious I ate a bunch of boba. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh, yeah. We, I just want to let you guys know that every episode we're drinking boba milk tea. Oh, yes. Every single episode. And I usually bring chicken, too. It's hella good. It is good. Popcorn T4 should, should sponsor us. Yo, if, if, <laughs> we're like five episodes yeah. deep and we're like, let's get sponsors. If, if T4 or Quickly or <sighs> Gong Cha or... for today. Thank you for listening to The Mud Peddlers with Lindsay M. Dillon and Dante of Earth Nation. Want to say hi and see what Dante and I are working on in our studios? Check out the show notes for links to our websites and social media below. You can find me at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com. And on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook at Lindsay M. Dillon. And you can find me at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled, but you can also find me on my Facebook fan page and Instagram at the same name at Earth Nation Ceramics. If you enjoyed hanging out with us today, or you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, take a second to rate and review the Mud Peddlers in Apple Podcasts. It helps our podcast reach new listeners, and we really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.